friends forever, that's what we are. Through the thick and the thin, where friendship stars. We're banger main buddies from the days of old. We laugh, crying, hug, friendship solid as gold. My soul could whatever started a year ago. We share our stories and your stories were told. 80s, 90s memories that give us glee. And on the block party shows, NKOTV. Now our friendship circle has grown by far. Hashtag friends forever, that's what we all are. Boom. And if you don't know, now you know. My soul called whatever for life. Hashtag MSCW. Hashtag friends forever. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take that bracelet off. Jingle, 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 jingle. Is Christmas? Jingle bells. Jingle, jingle, jingle. It's right around the corner. You know what? Today... My boss, I typed something like I meant to write like now and then an S something. And then I but I wrote snow. And he's like, oh, we've gotten snow yet. And I was like, I don't want to talk about no. that. No, no. But we're supposed to get rain for the next week. Mm. Starting on Saturday. Is it going to rain on Halloween? Yeah, that's the worst. It's supposed to. That is the worst. Yeah. So we're recording on a Thursday night. We're actually trying to get one episode ahead, if you care, Um, (laughs) (laughs) because Brooke is going on vacation. When are you going? November 21st. Hey. Um, For six nights and seven days to Disney World. That will be fun. I'm excited. I'm ready. I mean, and I feel kind of foolish saying that. I feel like I just went on vacation. Actually, I didn't. It was April. Yeah. So that was like six months ago. Yeah. I'm due. Yeah. I'm overdue. So I'm ready and I'm excited and we're going to get an episode ahead, maybe two eventually here mm-hmm. and we'll be, we'll be good for time we'll off. Be on par. On par. Like golf. Like golf. Speaking of Halloween, we had a story submitted after the fact, like after, because this is our block party, if you didn't already know. Welcome to the block party. Let's intro. Okay. And then let's talk about that. Okay. And then let's get into it. All right. This is Brooke. And this is Nikki. And this is my so-called whatever. Hey. Welcome to the block party. Hey, we ain't leaving out nobody. Nobody. Not you or you or you. So here we are. Block party. We got a story after the fact. Right. It was a scary one. It's called The Unexplained and it's kind of New Kids related. So we're going to read it on this. Right. Well, it's kind of cruise related. Perfect. So whatever. Here it goes. This is from Stacy. And and guess what? This is released before Halloween, so woo! Happy Halloween! Hello, Brooke and Nikki. So I know you've been asking for scary stories, and I have been holding out. Only because I've had one really odd and unexplainable thing, and it was really pretty short. Also, I'm lazy. I hope I'm not sending this too late. <laughs> I have to start by saying that my family has always made jokes that my house is haunted. We have had a lot of bad luck over the years. Also, some tiny odd things that have happened, like the furnace being turned up all the way up or down, like like our story from, yes, like we had with the cat, the ghost cat. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. That furnace was turned way up. Our, um, and everyone in the house swearing they never touched it or bumped it. My mom used to joke that she was going to show up with a bunch of sage and wave it around like that lady on TV. Is she talking about Lisa Caputo? Oh, Teresa. Teresa. Caputo. I think so, yeah. She the Long wave, Island medium. She'd, she'd wave that sage. She waves it around. She right? Does, she does this like, like a, like a. She does, right? Yes, yeah, she does. Okay. One night in 2015, 
My husband was a bit behind on work, so while I slept, he set up his computer in the kitchen to try to get caught up a bit. My son Logan was also awake in the living room, playing a game on his computer. No shocker there. Haha. <laughs> I roll emoji. The lights in the living room were off. From where my husband was sitting in the kitchen, he could see directly into the living room where my son was sitting with his back to him. They were both startled at the time by the audible click-click of the pull chain on our living room ceiling fan and the light turned on. Yikes. Logan turned around and they both looked at each other like, what the heck just happened? We still have zero explanations for that to have been able to happen without someone physically pulling that chain. That's freaky. That is freaky. That's crazy. Then she did crazy ghost emoji. Nothing crazy like that has occurred since then until just this week. In the middle of the night before the cruise pre-sale day, my husband and I sleep with white noise. We have a sound machine plugged in and it sits on the headboard shelf of our bed, but haven't used it in quite a while because we have found that we prefer the rain sounds on our Amazon Echo. Oh, I wonder if those are nice. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, have, I think I can get rain sounds on my Google Home. I have an Echo, but I don't. I don't use it for that. Maybe I should. Hey, that's a there's all these uses for these things that like I feel so technologically uninclined. All we do is tell it to turn off the bedroom light or turn it on. And we also tell it to make a fart. Around 2.30 a.m. We were startled awake by blaring rain sounds. We were both freaking the heck out and kept yelling, Alexa, stop. But it wouldn't stop. My husband pulled the plug out of the echo, but still nothing. Here, it was a sound machine at top volume. Playing rain sound? Scary. That's creepy. To turn this thing on, it's not just by tapping a button. You have to turn the knob. So yeah, I'm thinking my house is freaking haunted, and that it's only a matter of time before blood starts pouring out of the walls, and I start hearing a (laughs) demon voice yelling, get out! Scary. That is a scary story, Stacey! What's even freakier is that it happened, like, just happened. Yeah, that's That's creepy. So it's not like you're just, like, remembering this from days of yore. I wonder if you were, like, preparing. Because sometimes when you talk about ghosts or you talk about scary stuff, they appear. Have you heard about that? Mm, No. But it's almost like you, you bring it into... Right. Yeah, like... Yeah. It materializes from your right. Like being. Right. Freaky. Freaky deaky. As InSync would say. But this is a block party, so we ain't leaving out nobody. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for sharing that. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Totes appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that we like caught it and we could get it in this episode. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. So now we have some like block party. We have block party stories. So here we go. I am ready. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do it. This is Becky's open letter to her BH sisters and brothers too. Hey. Where to begin? I feel like there is so much to say and yet not enough words in any language that can truly express what I have in my heart. Yet, I think there are so many of us that need to hear this, myself included. There are so many artists across so many genres all over the world, and if you listen to them speak, it is very likely that you would hear them say that they have the best fans in the world. And in the eyes of those artists, that may be true. However, there is no fandom quite like that of New Kids on the Block, and I speak from personal experience. To paraphrase our captain... The critics, they doubted us. They underestimated us. They wrote us off as silly little girls following a fad. 
And when our Boston boys stepped out of the spotlight as a group in 1994, those same critics sat back and smiled. They patted each other on the back and said, we told you. And then in true form, they forgot about us. But deep down, we knew. I think on some level, we all knew that truly amazing and wonderful things never really leave us. And it was just a matter of time. We held on to the solo ventures and to our memories, and we waited patiently for a day that I am sure many of us thought would never come. Hand raised. Hallelujah. And then it happened. We grew up and our boys came back. And once again, the critics doubted us. They thought we wouldn't show up. They thought it would be a short-lived reunion. But that's the thing. You should never underestimate the power of a woman, much less the power of millions of women. Mm -hmm. We are a sisterhood, a sisterhood that I don't think even those five bad brothers from the Beantown land really saw coming. And as a sisterhood, I think we need to support each other to lift each other up. 100% right here. Yeah. Lift each other up. Right. I'm sorry I interrupted, but 100%. We should be lifting each other up and being proud of each other's accomplishments. Truth. Yes. Truth. Right. We are not just doctors, lawyers, mothers and teachers and so on, like Donnie says every night. We are so much more. We are cancer survivors, single mothers, women struggling with depression, women struggling with infertility. And again, the list keeps going. Each and every one of us has a challenge we face every single day. Each and every one of us has found comfort, a reason to smile and a little piece of magic in those Boston boys, myself included. And it is in that sisterhood, that bond we share, that we find our strength. It is in those five men and the joy they bring every time they take the stage or open their mouths to share their gifts that we find our happy place and truly see that we are not alone. You are not alone. To the woman struggling with your insecurities and low self-esteem standing in the crowd, you are not alone. To the woman who bought the nosebleed seats because that was all she could scrape together from one night of pure joy, you are not alone. To the woman who got sick in the bathroom at the venue, not because you were drunk, but because you were sick from chemo, you are not alone. To the single mom out for one night of fun, you are not alone. To the tired mom who left her babies home with her dad and feels guilty about it, you are not alone. To the woman who feels unpretty among all the other beautiful women in the crowd, you are not alone. To the mom who brought your daughter to show just... To the mom who brought your daughter to the show just so you could spend some quality time together, you are not alone. To the woman who is wheelchair bound due to circumstances beyond her control, you are not alone. To the mom who brought her cancer ridden child to the show just so you could see them smile again, even if just for one night, you are not alone. To the battered, emotionally and physically abused women who come to show just to be in the presence of men who would never mistreat them, you are not alone. To the woman struggling with anxiety and depression who managed to drag herself out of her house and out of her comfort zone for the night. You are not alone. To the woman crying from her seat because the lyrics just hit you. You are not alone. To the woman who stumbled over her words during the meet and greet and then cried about it afterwards. You are not alone. You have a million plus sisters standing next to you, supporting you and cheering you on. And if you don't know which way to turn, if you don't know where to look in that sea of people standing around you, then just know I see you. I am you. I am that girl uncomfortable in her own skin. I am that girl that feels unpretty. I am that girl that left her baby at home and feels guilty about it. I am that girl that bought the nosebleed seats because that was all I could afford at the time. I am that girl that is crying because the lyrics and the voices singing them just hit me. I am the girl who stuttered like a fool at the meet and greet and then cried on the drive home. I am the girl that nearly died giving birth to my child, but feels guilty leaving her for even just a few hours. You are not alone. 
I am one of a million sisters, but so are you. Sincerely, Becky. Becky, that Becky. was so good. That was really good. You're such a good soul. Yes, you are. She's a she's a good egg. We love you, Becky. We love you. Thank you so much for yes, writing it you. and sharing it and sending it in because I know that there are people listening. They're like me. That need me, to hear that. Me. They just need to hear that right, right now. Right. So we appreciate you sharing that. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. It was really hard for me, though, to not sing. You, you were not alone. <laughs> it was really, really hard. Another day has gone. You sounded like him. Did I? A little bit. Oh, okay. Hey. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Now I have that in my head. Uh, I have it in my head. <laughs> okay. A prodigal fan story. Jody's first NKOTB concert and meet and greet experience. I am a 43-year-old wife, mom, and educator who was obsessed with NKOTB all through middle school. I once gave a 20-minute informational speech in my 8th grade communications class on the five guys. I got an A. That's pretty awesome. I That's love amazing. It. I can only imagine what the teacher, who was former military and my catechism teacher at church, must have thought. He thought, that girl, she has dedication right there. That's dedication <laughs> if I've never seen it. I must admit, I was a bad fan and had basically lost track of the guys for the last 28 years or so. Then my cousin decided we needed to fulfill our teen dreams of going to a new kids concert. And she bought us VIP tickets to the mixtape show in Grand Rapids. Okay, so like you're not only going to a new kids on the block concert for the first time since you were a teenager, but you're going to have a VIP meet and greet. That's crazy. Like that. Talk about jumping right in. Head first. Yep. Boing. Bring it. The concert was amazing, and suddenly I'm back as a fan, but in a different way. Because clearly, as a married 43-year-old woman, I can't fangirl the same way my 13-year-old self did. Well, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And people have seen it. It's been fun catching up on all they have been up to in the last three decades The in the weeks after the concert. I wish I could do my meet and greet all over again because I feel like I would have much better talking points now that I have obsessively watched every YouTube video I could find and read every interview posted online about these five guys since going to the concert. The following is my meet and greet experience, which was a total failure on my part, not the guys. They were great. And then all the deep thoughts that this experience has brought to mind. But before we go deep, let's discuss the meet and greet. As I said, I was a bad fan and had no clue what the guys had been up to for the last 28 years, aside from a few things my cousin told me and major things that I ha- that had made headlines. This was my first meet and greet with any celeb ever, and I didn't know what to expect. Friends had told me about meet and greets with other stars, and it was no touching, no talking, just file in, take a picture. So that's what I thought. That's so that is what I was expecting. It wasn't until 30 seconds before entering the meet and greet area when someone ahead of me said, get ready to hug the guys that I had any clue it wasn't going to be what I was expecting. That's amazing. Going in with those kind of expectations and then like, I'm going to touch them. (laughs) Oh, Oh, what? I seriously, when I when we went in our meet and greet, I thought the same thing. I thought like we were going to stand there. And like they weren't going like they were going to like be standing and you just kind of stand there. Picture done. Right. And then when like Joe rubbed my back. I don't know what I expected. Mm -hmm. I expected that experience. And then and then we just like missed all the opportunity. Like we've talked about how many times. Right. Just 
Beeline for Joe. Where's Jordan? Beeline. <laughs> so I round the corner into the room and saw Danny. I put my hand out to shake hands and said, hi, Mr. Wood. Seriously, not even joking. He looks at me and says, we don't shake hands and hugs me. Danny Wood. Dan. Danny Wood. Dan. And then we are just staring at each other. Now, Danny was the one person who I should have made some decent small talk with. I have a friend from an online running community who grew up next to the woods. And to this day, her brother is good friends with Danny. So I had a name I could drop. Plus, I knew about the work he's done with Remember Betty, as my cousin, who I went to the concert with, is a breast cancer survivor, and I myself lost my mom to breast cancer about the same time Danny lost his mom. I should have been able to connect with him. Instead of talking about any of that, I asked him how much he deadlifts. (laughs) I love it. I am a gym rat and lift all the time. I thought this seemed like a good topic. I'm a decent deadlifter, and I think deep down I expected him to ask me the question back, and I hope to impress him with my amazing strength. Except his answer was, I don't deadlift. I don't ever lift heavy, even when I was young. Not what I was expecting. So I then proceeded to talk to him about the great aspects of deadlifting and why he should do it. He looks at me and says, are you calling me out on lifting? Rolls his eyes and moves me to Donnie. Whoops. Oopsie. (laughs) So on to Donnie. So now, and by the way, that was her whoops. I didn't say whoops. Right. That she wrote whoops. Seriously, we all say things. Right. We all say things. I was waiting for this moment my entire life. We all say things. <laughs> so on to Donnie. So now I know we are hugging. I don't remember much about the hug as I was frantically thinking, what can I say to him? Then I thought of something. But the next thought I had was, wait until you are not so close to his ear to start talking. I tend to be loud when I'm nervous. So after we pull back from our hug, I tell him that my husband and I just finished watching Band of Brothers and how much we had enjoyed it and how much we loved his character. And I swear to you, I just about thanked him for his service. (laughs) (laughs) I caught myself, though, and didn't. Donnie's response to me gushing over a performance he did 18 years ago, he high-fived me and said, awesome, which I'm pretty sure means you're the lamest person I met tonight. No, it doesn't. I kept hoping someone who knows him well will tell me how lucky I am to get the elusive high five and awesome treatment that he reserves for those special people. Okay, I didn't get a high five and an awesome. Did you? No. So there you go. Um, doop to do. You know, kind of like pretty and kind of like in Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts' character doesn't normally kiss people. <laughs> That's special. Kind of like that. But so far, no one has. Oh, well, I like the reference. The pretty woman reference. (laughs) On to Jordan. Now, Jordan was my favorite back in the day. But honestly, the only thing I knew about him is that he has two children. I didn't think chatting parenting tips was going to be the best approach here. We hugged. And then the photographer saved me by saying, time for the picture. So the picture. So the picture. I'm very aware of the fact that Jordan's hand is on my back. Very aware. But I could not bring myself to put my arm around him back. The whole thing was just too crazy. I mean, I lusted after this man with every fiber of my 13-year-old body back in the day. But let's be honest, a 13-year-old girl and a 43-year-old woman lust very differently. At 13, it's holding hands and hugs and little innocent kisses. But at 43, well, it's just different. As someone who is very faithful to my hubby and our marriage, I am committed to not opening up my heart and mind to anyone else. Not even Jordan Knight. So 
I had a little 13 year old moment of OMG, Jordan Knight's hand is on my back, but a committed to my marriage, 43 year old reaction of I'm going to keep my hands to myself. Thankfully, you can't really tell in the picture that my hand is behind my back instead of being behind Jordan's back. (laughs) On to Joe. We hug. And then he looks at me when I don't say anything and says, if I ran for president, would you vote for me? (laughs) (laughs) That is I love it. Which I'm pretty sure is what he says to people when he has no clue what to say to people. I... I have not heard this. <laughs> I've not I've heard never, him saying no, this. Me either. My response at this point, I'd vote for any decent person. His response. So that's a no then. Funny guy. This one. Having watched enough cruise videos on YouTube, my answer now would be, um, no. Do you remember Daddy's special treat? I mean, what was he thinking with that one? <laughs> then John. By now, I was seriously ready to crawl under the carpet. Thankfully, John was a great hugger, and all I said to him was, thank you so much for coming back out on tour and giving all those who couldn't see you 30 years ago the chance to see you now. He smiled. I smiled. It was good. In the hour or so after the meet and greet, I was in kind of a weird funk. On one hand, I was a little giddy that I had just met the new kids and wishing I had done some homework so that I could have had a decent conversation with each one. I also had met some great people who were in my VIP group and enjoyed getting to know them and hanging out. But on the other hand, I had felt a little bad for the guys. I kind of felt like they were on display for all of us, with a new group of 10 women being ushered in every two to three minutes. And some of the conversations I had heard around me from the others in the VIP room made me feel like I was in a strip club and the guys were pieces of meat. But I told myself, everyone is allowed to fan the way they want to fan. And the guys are big boys who can take care of themselves, or at least have bodyguards to do so. And now... Having watched all those cruise videos, I understand it's mostly harmless flirting and that the guys do their fair share of bringing interactions of bringing interactions with the fans into the gutter and seemingly enjoy doing so. As I got closer to the concert start, I wasn't sure what to expect. If I'm honest, I was a little worried it might be, well, not so great. You know how you see the Beach Boys perform together every now and again and you feel kind of bad for them because they are way past their prime. But yet... They're out there trying to play the role of, well, the Beach Boys. I was pretty much expecting that. Now remember, I hadn't heard a bit of music after Step by Step from these guys. No solo albums even. Aside from seeing Donnie in The Sixth Sense and Band of Brothers, I hadn't caught anything else they had done either. I knew they had done a reunion tour, but hadn't known about their other tours. So expectations were low. I was just hoping they wouldn't embarrass themselves. And then the show started and I realized that I am the one who should be embarrassed for ever doubting these guys. The show was amazing. Two and a half hours of dancing, singing and whipping the audience into a frenzy. All I have to say is that these guys who are 50 or pushing 50 were way better than what they were when they were 20. Agreed. They are. They are. They are everything in a bag of they chips. Are, they are fine wine. They, they are incredible. <laughs> I mean, like, really. In- like, incredible. I can't. Like, I can't. I don't know. I don't have no, I have no words. I never sat down. I never stopped smiling. And it took a good 24 hours before my ears stopped ringing, too. It was a pleasure to watch them masterfully interact with the crowd. They are incredible entertainers. And why shouldn't they be? They've been at it for a very long time. As the concert was unfolding before me, I knew I was 
I knew I was back. I wanted to be a fan again, but not because I was lusting after their bodies, which was very, very difficult not to do. Thank you very much, shirtless Donnie and Jordan's pour some sugar on me dancing. But because of their vocal, but because their vocals were tight, their dance moves were impressive, and their love for each other and their fans was undeniable. I was amazed as I watched the guys looking for little ways to interact with the crowd through a point, wink, or smile. I myself was the recipient of a few. Our seats were third row center, so very close to the action. And so impressed when, right after the show, Donnie came off stage to hug everyone who was in a wheelchair and the front row and the kids that had lined the side stage. Mental note, next time bring my kids. <laughs> As I said, the days and weeks after the concert have been spent catching up and finding my tribe, the Blockheads, who have been very gracious about letting this prodigal fan join their ranks. While I now have a deep respect for the guys' talents and abilities and their deep love for fans, I have gained even more respect for the guys after taking some time to figure out the lyrics for one of the newer songs I heard at the concert. When I heard the remix at the show that night, my first time hearing it, I liked it immediately. It had a great beat and from the lyrics I could make out was about a woman who had transformed herself. The day after the concert, I looked at the lyrics up and uttered these words. I am the remix. I will explain and I will try to make a very long story short. You can see I'm not very good at that. (laughs) A few years before my 40th birthday, I started a journey to health and wellness. I had many reasons for doing so, but I'll sum it up with this. My husband was ordered to make changes in his diet by his doctor. My daughter was beginning to show signs of what I call sideline living, and my cousin had been diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 39, an illness that had taken my mom from me when I was 22 years old. I weighed almost 300 pounds at the time, and while happy, was not living life fully, but rather on the sidelines. I was fearful of what others would think or what I would look like if I wore a bathing suit, went horseback riding, danced at a wedding, tried to play soccer with my kids. I was okay being overweight, but I didn't want others to laugh at me. I had zero confidence in myself. So I lived life on the sidelines and watched others around me live their lives well. When my daughter started showing signs of wanting to stay on the sidelines of life with me, kids don't, kids don't do as you say, they do as you do. This is so true. I realized that I didn't want that life for her. And so I would need to be a role model. My husband had started to lose significant weight. It was starting to be more active and I wanted to join him in those activities. While I couldn't do a whole lot to decrease my chances of getting cancer, one of the things I could do was eat well and move more and I wanted to see my kids graduate from college, marry, and have their own children, something my mother never got to see me do. And the final piece that convinced me to take the first step of this journey to health and wellness, a song. Hearing Bruce Springsteen's song, Glory Days, on the radio and deciding that my glory days were going to be ahead of me, not behind me, because my past hadn't really been that awesome. She is so inspiring me right now. Like, I can't even tell you right now. I feel like she's speaking right to me. Really? Thank you for this inspiration. And thank you, Bruce. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, boss. And so with one of my favorite prayers, God of second chances and new beginnings, here I am again. I started the journey that would see me lose over 100 pounds. Wow. Start training with a trainer in the gym and running a year of 5Ks between my 40th and 41st year of life. After finding an incredible online community of like-minded women, I gained the courage and confidence to keep getting off the sidelines of life. Even though I had lost a bunch of weight and was physically stronger, I still had pretty low self-esteem and I needed to work through that. 
Through this online community of incredible cheerleaders, which remind me a lot of lockheads, I learned to become brave and live fair and and live fearlessly. I learned to love myself. I ran 10Ks, Spartan races, adventure races, triathlons, triathlons. Whoa. Holy cow. An event in Spartan races. And eventually half marathons. Whoa. I am not fast, but I am out there and not on the sidelines. I am so proud of you. When I saw the video for the remix, I almost teared up. I hope this was intentional on the guy's part and not just because it was a popular actress, but I love that it was a curvy actress in the video. And I love that she stayed curvy. I fully expected that when the actress walked out of the door in the backyard, she would become a size two sex kitten, but she didn't. And that was so powerful to me. A message that size doesn't matter. Anyone can get off the sidelines of life and into the game by changing their mindset. For me, I needed to lose the weight to be healthy. And once there, I had to do the work of changing my mindset. But please hear me when I say, no one needs to lose weight to become remixed or to get off the sidelines. It's a mindset that shapes that all shapes and sizes can have. I would love to say that I'm still living life off the sidelines, but going back to work full time and having some injuries that have kept me from running this past year has given me the perfect excuse to eat to to not eat well. And that's exactly what those are excuses. So here's my last takeaway from my first new kids on the block concert. Here's how I'm going to fangirl the the guys since I'm not lusting after them, even though they don't make that decision easy. I'm going to respect the work these guys have done to keep themselves in shape so that they are not living on the sidelines of life so that they are not a shell of their former 20 year old selves. Their glory days are not behind them. And they had some pretty amazing glory days. They've done the work and they continue to do the work. And that is incredibly inspiring to me. I have done the work, but neglected to keep doing the work. So it's time to get back to work. Thankfully, I still mostly have the mindset of that remix girl. Now, I just need to put myself in a place where nutrition and fitness to stay away from the sidelines of life. Just like in 2008, when the guys decided to write a new chapter into the new kid's story, it's time for a new chapter in mine. My first concert experience was fun. It brought me back into the sisterhood of blockheads, but who knew it would also be so inspiring. The next time the guys go on tour, fingers crossed, I hope not to be, oops, sorry. I hope to be there dancing like a fool and so not on the sidelines in body, mind or soul. I attached two pictures, one of our meet and greet group. I'm in the black next to Jordan and one from the show. Apparently me blabbing about band of brothers to Donnie was memorable enough for this hashtag history for the win hashtag no more sidelines hashtag I am the remix. I love her picture with Jordan. It's so good. That's a great picture. And no, you really can't tell that her arm isn't behind him. No, you can't. You can't tell at all. But he is a good looking fella. I'm he just sure going to put is. that out there. I'm just going to say it one more time. He sure is. Wow. And Donnie pointed at her. Yes. That's that point. That is. That she mentioned. Hey, hey, hey. So thank you. Donnie Walber, you. you can point at me anytime you want to. You just point right at me. All, anytime, all the time. Anytime. Always. You're always welcome to. Yes. So Jody, thank you so thank much for sending you. that in. Thank that you was so an awesome much. story. And we're so glad yes. that you made it. Yes. Finally. Finally. To a show. Yeah. That you didn't even know you were missing, really. Right. And then you were like, holy you were hell. Like, wow. This is incredible. This this is all happening. This is this is what I'm this is it. I'm glad you had a great time. Yeah. I'm glad too. I'm glad too. 
She went in with no expectations. That's the way that that's the way you need she to do it. She went in with no expectations. That was like and me she on would, the cruise last year. Oh I had gosh, no expectations. Me, me either. And it was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. It was great. It was like living it up. Live it, live it, live it up. Live it, live it, live it up. All right. So I'm going to read the next story. Okay. I just need to scroll to it. Okay. All right. This is Stacy's NKOTB story. Okay. Hi, Brooke and Nikki. I have gone back and forth for quite a while now on whether or not to share my story. Initially, I really didn't think I had one to tell. But then I heard the Donnie Wahlberg interview. By the way, I have now listened to that interview three times. I just love him so much. Wait Hashtag a second. National Treasure. Is this the same Stacy with the ghost story? I wonder. Maybe. It might not be. I don't know. But it might be. Hey. But it might not be. But it might be. Whoops. Nikki, you said that the concert in 2017 helped pull you out of your depression, and that totally resonated with me. So I will start from the beginning, and I will try not to give too many unnecessary details because, well, that's how I roll. I'm going back to late 1988. I was 12 years old. My home life wasn't the best as my parents were getting a divorce and things had just been an overall mess at home for me a very long time, even before this point. I honestly can't remember exactly how my love for new kids began, but I just know that once I had discovered them, they became my happy escape from everything else that was going wrong in my life. I was lucky that my best friend Rachel was just as crazy and obsessed as I was about them. We would sit for hours singing along and screaming like maniacs in front of the TV set watching the infamous Hangin' Tough concert video. And yes, that rewind button got a lot of use. Jonathan Knight had my heart. Aww. Aww. Handsome prince that he is. He's so handsome. My first NKOTB concert was July 13th, 1990, the Magic Summer Tour. Lucky for us, my friend Rachel's mom worked at a radio station and she was able to snag us 12th row seats on the floor. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. And she goes on to say, it was amazing. <laughs> At the end of the show, everyone rushed to the front in hopes of being able to touch one of the guys. Donnie was right in front of us. I threw my arm in with the masses and someone grabbed my hand. It could have been Donnie or could have easily been anyone else that was in that in that squeezed in that tangle, that mess. <laughs> but I would certainly like to think it was Donnie. It was Donnie. But probably not. <laughs> she said improbable. She probably said not. that. Yes. I have attached photos from this show, but I am warning that this was 1990 and disposable cameras were the thing to have. So these are not the greatest of quality. My second concert was November 25th, 1990. I believe this was called the No More Games Tour. This time we had 20th row, although as I am looking at this ticket now, the location letter doesn't add up. So I could be wrong unless there was just an odd way that the rows were labeled. Unfortunately, I did not get any photos from this tour. It was one of those things where I didn't even know we were going until just a few hours before. Wow. Okay. That's a great surprise. That's a that's a great, wonderful what surprise. What are we doing today? We're going, we're going to the No More Game Store. Hold on. Here we go. I didn't have time to get a camera. Oh, nope. well. But I did have time to wear my big Donnie pin. <laughs> those were the only shows I was able to attend in those days. Now on to 1994. I was graduating high school and the Face the Music album was released. I loved many of the songs on it, but then those music videos. <laughs> what the heck is this? These are not the same guys that I fell in love with. Who are they trying to be and why? I couldn't wrap my head around what had made them change so much and just why. It wasn't lost on me that they were growing up and changing, as I was as well. But it just didn't sit right at all with me. Something seemed so off and wrong. 
This wasn't them at all. It felt like they were trying too hard to break out of their clean image that we all admired, looked up to, and fell in love with. I still love them, but just since this was the beginning to the end, and it made me sad. Mm. I wasn't far off with that thought, as shortly after, I had heard they had broken up. I was sad that part of my life was over, but at the same time, I was growing up and moving on. It felt time to let go. I had reached that point where I was feeling that I was too old for this. Many have said those very same words, but that is exactly how it was. We were all growing up. Now, on to 2008 and the announcement. Prior to this, I would occasionally creep on the keep trying, oh, creep on the keep keeping on fade, fan paint. I'm going to read that again. Yeah. Now, on to 2008 and then the announcement. Prior to this, I would occasionally creep onto the keep keeping on fan page. I re- and I do remember the flickering screen and vaguely remembering it was hinting at something big from NKOTB coming soon. I can't remember exactly what it said, but just that something about it had given me a definite impression that they might be coming back. Like, I didn't know about the N- I didn't have the sense enough to go to the NKOTB site. No. Because, like, just like the NSYNC site, it was like. Right. Right. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> this all being said, and despite my curiosity, I was still going through this. I'm too old for this thing. I know. Dumb, right? Who was I fooling? Now, fast forward to 2017. January 29th, 2017, my mom passed away. We were always very, very close. And that was, this was and still is incredibly difficult and painful for me. I'm sure it is. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I had been holding it together better than I ever expected, but was still understandably quite a mess. There were so many times when I would feel happiness or just laugh and then stop and feel guilty and awful. Like, why am I happy? Mom is gone. She's gone and she's never coming back and I miss her so much. She didn't deserve any of this and it's just not fair. That June, my daughter Lauren and I were driving home from my mom's house after spending the day going through her things and working on cleaning the house out in preparation for selling. On the radio, a commercial came on advertising the total package tour. I just grinned and said, we should go. We should do this. It will be so much fun. Lauren agreed, but had no idea how exciting this was actually going to be and how she was about to become a fan for life. So cool. The funny thing was that shortly after we made the decision to go and tickets were purchased, I walked into her room and she was watching Blue Bloods. She started telling me how she loves Donnie Wahlberg. I'm like, uh, you do know who Donnie Wahlberg is, right? She responds, yeah, mom. He's also related to Mark Wahlberg and has done some movies. (laughs) OMG, Lauren, he's in New Kids on the Block. How do you not know this after I've been talking about them since you were little? Needless to say, she was now super duper excited to go and see NKOTB and Donnie Wahlberg. So cool. So let me back up to those tickets that I purchased. I was able to find resale tickets for an amazing price. I got section one, left section in front of stage, row three, aisle. That's great. That is really good. I paid $188 per ticket, which I now realize is insanely incredible. That is so good. For where we were located. That's amazing. That is such a good price. I would like to think that something much bigger was at play here and that God and my mom got together and decided that I needed this in my life at that moment. Yes. They couldn't have gotten it any more right. I had one sad moment when Boys to Men sang One Sweet Day Mm. and had the lyrics up on the big screen. I'm sorry I never told you all I wanted to say. I immediately burst into tears because, as most people do, I have regrets. So much left unsaid is a big regret of mine. I had the opportunity but was in such shock of what was happening at the time and so scared as I had never witnessed someone in the active stages of dying before. And to have to watch my mom go through that, it was absolutely horrifying and heartbreaking. 
I had a difficult time even being in the room with her and missed those opportunities. I just hope that when she left this world, she knew all that I couldn't get myself to say. It just tears me up to think otherwise. With the difficult part out of the way, let's get to the good stuff. New kids came on and I instantly felt all of the pain and sadness melt away. I was happy. I was happy and for the first time in months felt like it was totally okay to be happy. She would never have wanted me to be anything but happy. And from that point on, I was able to move on and enjoy life again. Oh, and I can't forget to mention that. Remember those incredible seats we had? Well, Donnie dropped right in front of us during block party and was carried straight down the aisle. Yep, that happened. He went by so fast, but I was able to stand on my tippy toes and grab his ankle real quick. I'm only five foot one. So that was no easy feat. No, that wasn't. I was dead. Oh, and did I forget to mention? I'm totally a Donnie girl all the way now. John will always have a very special place in my heart. But Donnie, he is seriously one of the best humans ever. Hashtag we are all Donnie girls. There are also some personality char- characteristics that he has that resemble my husband, like his sense of humor and goofiness. And I think that has something to do with it as well. But I know you both know all the reasons that we are all Donnie girls. Donnie, you know what you did. You know what you did. This year, mixtape tour, I have been to two shows. The first one, I brought my daughter along again and we had our first meet and greet. So let me tell you how this went down. First, I get to Danny. Super quick hug and I tried to say hello, but he was already looking past me at the girls coming behind me. That's okay, though, as I had my mind and eye on the prize. Donnie just looked at us and said, bring it in. Oh, Donnie. He kept telling us to hug him harder. He said in his adorable Boston accent, look, they ain't even taking pictures yet. Hug me harder. That- he said that to me and I thought I broke his back. Uh, why did it crack? Do you remember? No. no and he was I like, don't. oh. It was like it was when we went the first time to 2017. Oh, uh, I, I do him. not remember that. I don't remember. Oh, my anything. God. We talked about it. And I hugged him and I hugged him too hard. And I was like, oh, my God, did I hurt him? I think I remember you being concerned that you hurt him. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think I I didn't think I broke his back. Like you didn't really think that you hurt him. Like no, no, not, no, 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 not like legitimately. No, like, no, 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 no. no. I, I, thought, I thought I hugged him too hard. Oh, because <laughs> he went, oh. There was so much I wanted to say, but couldn't because, as you both know, those meet and greets are insanely quick. Mm -hmm. I did tell him that we had just missed him at Wahlburgers that day. We waited for three hours, hoping he would come. We finally left to get checked in for VIP. And as we were waiting outside the venue to be let in, everyone's Instagrams lit up. Donnie was live at Wahlburgers just a block away. He responded with, I'm sorry. That made me sad because I didn't want him to feel like he had to apologize. He did an incredibly nice thing. People who didn't have meet and greets got to meet him that day because he took the time to go and do that. Exactly. That is true. Yes, That's that is amazing. So true. I wanted to tell him that, but there was no time. Next was Jordan. Quick hello and hug. Same with Joe. Then I got to John. Oh, oh John. John. I love her little heart emoji. Yes. I hugged him and then told him that he was my first little girl love. And then he grabbed both of my hands, looked into my eyes and just said, <laughs> I'm so glad that I got to tell him that after all those years. Just thinking back to my 12-year-old self, this was an unattainable dream for me. I never imagined I would be experiencing all of this now at 42 years old. What a gift this has been and what a gift they are to all of us. I love them so much and am forever grateful and thankful for them. My second show, my husband miraculously agreed to take me. We had lower bowl, dead center of the arena. It was an awesome time, but there was something about being on that floor. Right up front that has spoiled me for life. I feel you. I feel you. feel you. feel you. I feel you. Bar stools. We are spoiled for life. That's it. Bye. Bye, money. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, Benjamins. Gone. 
Take all my money. <laughs> the personal interaction and eye contact with the guys, the other blockheads all around me totally losing their minds as they are being thrown back into their childhood of a more carefree and innocent time. It's just something that if you haven't experienced it, you just wouldn't fully understand. If there was only one word I could use to describe all of those feelings combined, it would be love. When I bought those five star VIP tickets, I had stated that this was a once in a lifetime thing. We just barely get by financially and I'll be paying my credit card off for a while now. However, I am now looking at definitely getting those bar stools next time. Yeah. And if I'm lucky enough, an individual upgrade. Oh, I want my five minutes in heaven. Me too. My dream is to be able to do the cruise. At this point, I just don't know if I can make it happen, but I'm certainly going to try. If I get to go, I definitely would love to meet up with you too, as well as the rest of the MSCW crew. You truly are my people. Aww. Lots of love, Stacy. Stacy, I hope you got on the cruise. I know. I hope so too. I won't be there, but I hope you did Brooke for the sake of there. for the sake of BH sisterhood. Yes, I hope you did. Brooke will be on the next one. I will, as long as I don't plan a family vacation. No beforehand. more, no more planning family vacations ahead. <laughs> we wait till the new kids cruise announces. I am looking at her pictures. They're so cool. Oh my gosh, that is some um, that is some old school stuff. That is that is awesome. Look at that fluttery white shirt that Jordan's wearing in the last picture. Oh yes, that is Jordan, right? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe it's Danny. Well, because Danny's wearing a white shirt. It's definitely Danny up top, right? But like at the bottom one, it kind of looks like Jordan's like "Baby, I believe in you" shirt. Yes, it does. Thank you so much, Stacey. Thanks. Go on our website and look at Stacey's pictures because they're freaking awesome. Yeah, they are. They are amazing. Okay. So next up, we have Jennifer's mixtape stories. Hey there. I had my first individual meet and greet this past tour. I attached my Donnie story above from a Facebook post just to save some space from the post. I have to share this photo because it means so much. I'm, I'm a very shy person. Well, until I get to know you, crazy emoji face, and my anxiety is pretty bad. Concerts, etc. is my personal way of getting myself out there because it's something I know that will push my boundaries. I got to give tons of love to Donnie. This was my first individual meet and greet with the guys, and I was super nervous. Not only did he hold my hand and speak with me the entire time, he made me smile and laugh. He walked me to each of the guys and introduced me, Aww. Donnie. He told me such beautiful things about myself. He showered me with love and eased my worries. It's been such a rough year for me, and this couldn't have come at a better time. I don't know what else to say except thank you. Tons of heart emojis. I just have to say I love that picture of her and Donnie. Yes, it's so cute. That They look like old friends. So this looks like it was in Hershey. Because that looks like... So I feel like it was in Hershey, because I feel like I remember this post. You do? I, I do. Huh. I feel like it or maybe or maybe I just know it is because of for some reason. I don't know. But maybe I feel like it was told you in a dream. Maybe. You never know. I don't remember her name anymore. I had a dream last night somebody stole my purse. Oh my gosh. I have weird dreams. You do. They left my wallet though. Oh. Like they literally just wanted the bag. What in the world? They took my wallet out. I left. It was the cafeteria. And I left. And I was like, oh, I forgot my purse. And I went back in. No, your stuff was dumped out. No, it was just my wallet. My wallet was just sitting there. Right where I was sitting, my wallet was there. 
my phone was gone, which had my debit card. Uh oh. So then I yelled. I'm I'm sorry. I'm totally breaking. It's into okay. This. No, it's okay. So then I stood there in the middle of the cafeteria because these people were like acquaintances, mm-hmm. not in my real life. I don't know who these people were in my real life. I, do you know that you've actually met these people and seen these people before? Well, they may have been in a movie or something. <laughs> because you never, in your dreams, you never see people that you've never seen before. So I, I won't get into the details of it, mm-hmm. but I'll just tell you, I, it was definitely a church. A church. A church thing, but not my church. Like oh. a different church that I don't know. Like it was a new church to me. Okay. And it was definitely like a luncheon. Okay. And I definitely stood in the middle of the cafeteria and I said, waving my wallet around, somebody stole my purse, but they left my wallet, which means you wanted me to still have my credit cards. You didn't care about the money or anything. You just wanted my purse. But in my purse is my phone and my debit card. So if you could just please just bring me my purse. No questions asked. Did they bring you your purse? No. Oh. No. Anyway, sorry for hijacking the story. You should have said, close the doors. I was livid. <laughs> and there's more to it, too, but I won't get into it. <laughs> I love Brooke's dreams. They're God. so good. They're crazy. They are crazy. Okay, she had some more. Yes. Um. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jennifer. You say you love the way we tangent. So tangent on. Jordan also was a huge moment for me. Donnie walked me over to Jordan to introduce us. I am very shy. He's shy. So I think we had an understanding. We talked a little bit and then took some photos. Then during the group photo, Jordan leaned over and whispered in my ear, you're doing such a great job. Keep it up. No worries. Jordan. I looked at him and smiled. I didn't know what to say. He smiled back. He was my first crush when I was seven years old. And to have such an amazing moment with him and Donnie has had me on cloud nine for weeks. I am just floored how super amazing these guys are to fans. They make me feel special, safe, and help me feel just wonderful about myself. I have hearing issues and it wasn't even anything to worry about. They are so down to earth and easy to listen to. I've been so negative about myself for a while now, but the things Donnie said about me just gave me such a huge morale boost. I'll forever hold what they did for me in my heart. Jennifer. That picture. It's amazing. Okay. Jordan, that picture makes me laugh a little bit. Is he whispering in her ear at that moment? I don't know. But I mean, I'm guessing he's talking. I mean, he's obviously talking to her. Yes. He looks a little creepy. But I love it. But I love it. It's so it's not your typical Jordan picture. So we got to go back to my her because I don't know where this was taken. Um. I've got to go back to my Hershey photo and see if he was wearing that shirt. Oh, yeah. The Hershey photo I will never display. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> that will never you be the just, light of day. You can just imagine it. That's all. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank sharing you that story. Thank you so much, Jennifer. So cute. That was so nice. Yes. And I love the pictures. I yes. love the one of her and Donnie. They do so, look like yes. old friends from back in the day. Yes. Getting together again. They do. They do. Talking about old times. Yes. So, so that's, th- that's it. Those are our that's stories. That, guys. This we, is our blog party episode. We did it. Yeah, we need some more stories. Send them on in. Send them on in. My so whatever at gmail.com. Keep them coming. Also call us. Yeah. Or text us. 857-271-1047. We'd love to have you. Yeah. And yeah. Find us on Twitter. Find us on the Facebook group. Find us on Pinterest. You Yeah. Instagram. 
just got a message from somebody who was like, I love your Pinterest boards. Thanks. That was nice. Thanks, person. I was like, thank you. Thank, you, thank you very much. Are you listening right now? Yeah. Hey. Because we're more than just a Pinterest board. We're, yeah. we're a podcast. Right. Well, I told, because she was asking about the cruise. Oh, okay. And because she's, she's a first time. And I said, well, um, go in with no expectations. That's what I said. That's what everybody told us. And that's what I'm telling you. And then I said, and then I said, we also have some like cruise episodes. Yeah. Can listen to. Yeah. So that will give you a little idea of what's to happen. So cool. I just might go back and listen to our cruise episodes just because I just might go back. I just might go back and start listening to episode one. I don't think I've listened to any of the episodes since I edited them. I've listened to portions of them. You have? Yeah, when we came up with like uh like the questions, oh, like that's the right. back in time questions, that's but that was right. a while ago. We've got some stuff to give away too. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Especially once I'm done that video. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I wasn't going to bring it up. You guys are giving me grace and I appreciate it cuz I need it <laughs> because my computer is still defunct and I guess the crew it was cruise computer. Cruise computer. Cruise one. So cruise one. Yep. So I get a, I do have another computer that I can get. Like I said, I can get it all set up. It's just it just takes time. So I got to get that done. But I do have some of it already put together. So I have faith in you. I can do it. All right. So that's that. That's it. Hey, if you guys want to find us on Patreon, just find us on Patreon. Yeah. We link gave, from our website. We gave our bracelets out. Yeah. It was. We're going to have some pretty fun stuff coming up, too. Oh, my yeah we are I'm excited about it no spoilers but no but yeah we found some stuff so so hey we'll see you next time Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me wait what does that mean hey, we'll hey. <laughs> next time are we are we gonna do our 90s box next week i would like to the okay. 90s time capsule yeah that's what we're gonna do so okay we'll see you on the flippity flip we'll see you on the flippity flop Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.